And here we are again at Abundant Hope Christian Center in Downey, California in the United States. This is Healing for Church Orphans. It's a Bible class at 9 a.m. here on the west coast of California. And we invite you to come if you happen to be visiting Disneyland or Universal Studios or whatever or Dodgers Stadium. Um, we're here at Sunday morning. It's an adult class here. We're going to be returning to Change Your Mind, which is the name of the Bible study. And we're going to start again. Well, I'm so inclined to start earlier before Second Peter. We may get back to that. I want you guys to go to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. It's a big chapter. We're not going to go through all of it. But Joshua is right after Deuteronomy. You're hitting Deuteronomy in the first five books of the Bible. Then the next book is Joshua. Book of Joshua, chapter 1. We're just going to look at verse 8. Where the Lord is speaking to Joshua. Moses has died and Joshua is going to follow in his footsteps. Not an easy thing to do. But he tells him the root of success. And whatever you're called to do in life, whether to be a mother or a father, an engineer, a store owner, businessman, this is key. Let's take a look at it. Verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you, and that word you also means you shall be constantly in, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your, you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. It is not the Lord sending money from the sky. It is you will make your way. How? Why? This book of the law. Now in those days, the book of the law was Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. The first five books of the law. Today, it's all 66 books. And what should we do with these Bibles in front of us? You shall not depart. He doesn't say you will go into. He does a negative here. You shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. How do we know? Day is when the sun's out. Night is when the sun's gone. Day and night that you may, what? Observe or obey to do according to all that is written in it. Again, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Morning devotions. With me, I love the book of Psalms, as you probably know here. I will read, I have a Bible next to my pillow. And since I don't have my glasses on, I need a small Bible with small print that isn't heavy that I could hold up like this. I have one of those Bibles. Maybe you've seen them before. 
that closes like a purse with a little button, like a pocketbook, okay? It's a pocketbook Bible, New King James, and the print can't be any bigger than four point. Now, normally I couldn't teach out of a four point Bible, but here I open it up just an in, a couple of inches from my eyes. I turn on my light next to me. I have a little headlamp next to my the, the, the bed there. And I could clear my throat and read out loud throughout the night if I need to. I, I get woken up for many reasons. And I read it out loud. The same Bible I teach out of, the New King James. Day and night. I have it available to me. I, I'm so busy, as you probably know, I don't know when that day and night's going to come. But I have it with me. And I have this Bible in my car, in the van. And I will read it out loud. Out loud. We will find out when we go to Proverbs 4, what does reading the Bible out loud do? We will see it. It is a health prescription. You've heard of taking pills? This is a gospel. And reading the word of God out loud brings healing to the body. You notice he uses that word meditate. Meditate in Hebrew is to speak it, to mutter it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. You may see on TV people bobbing and we bobbing back and forth in front of the Western Wailing Wall in Jerusalem. And they got a little book in front of them. That's the Psalms. And they're praying. I'm bobbing back and forth here in worship. But they're speaking it out loud. This word meditate. And it's used once here in Joshua 1. Later we'll see it in the Bible. But here is where we see the beginning of the word meditate. And with meditate it means to mutter. Mutter so that you can hear it. You're not speaking to a group like I am now. It could be on the lunch hour. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. He makes, I, I, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. That, just quietly. Find a quiet spot. If you're at work, if you're at school, have a Bible with me. I sometimes hand out these Gideon Bibles with, that has the New Testament with Psalms and Proverbs. Psalms. I just think the book of praises is the most powerful book in the Bible. I just do. 150 to choose from. No matter what mood you're in, you, there's one for you. And there are some Psalms I've never mentioned in class that are Lulu's. David wrote one where he says, May my enemy and his children be destroyed. I kid you not. It's what we call imprecatory psalms. And precatory means God get them. Do we pray them now today? No. We're supposed to love our enemies. But there was no love your enemies back then in David's day. You should see some of these psalms. The, the, I mean the hair will stand up on your, on your neck. It is amazing. But our words have import. Our words have power. 
our words have an effect. And when you are reading the Psalms, let's say out loud, you are renewing your mind. We have two ears and one mouth, implying physically we should be listening more than speaking. But this is when we speak to ourselves. Go to Proverbs 4. Go to the right in your Bible. Proverbs 4. Right after the Psalms. Proverbs 4. We may end up today at, in Romans 12. We may even, ha I have this handout of Psalm 23. Proverbs 4, verse 20. Solomon speaking to his son. He had many sons. He had many wives. With a few concubines thrown in. But look what he says. The paragraph begins. If you've got a Bible like mine, you could see the paragraph begins at verse 20. The number is either in boldface or there's a, a separation between verse 19 and 20. The numbers are not inspired, but the paragraph separations, the stanza separations are inspired. Verse 20. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Stop right there. Give attention. If you've ever been a teacher, you could be a, a good speaker, but if your kids are asleep or zoned out, they're not giving attention. They could physically hear you, but here he says, give attention. List, not only listen, but listen with the attitude of doing. You'll see in the old King James the word hearken. What's the first four letters? H-E-A-R, hear. When you get to hearken in the Bible, it means hearing with the attitude of obeying. That's why it says hearken instead of hear. But here it says give attention, meaning listen as well as physically hear. Then it says at the end of verse 20, incline your ear to my saints. Incline means to lean in. Wherever, or maybe cupping your ear with your hand. Incline your ear to my sayings. Verse 21. Do not let them depart from your eyes. That means you're reading them. Keep them in the midst of your heart. That means they're remembered. Verse 22. Why? For they are life to those who find them and health or medicine to all their flesh. They are life. What's the opposite of life? Death. To those who, what? Find them. You're searching for them. Anything you find, you've been searching. And health or medicine to all your flesh. These are the words of Solomon. These are the words of Proverbs. It applies also to all inspired scripture. This is inspired by the Holy Spirit, Proverbs 4. And we are all sons of God. Even the ladies here are sons. Why? Because we inherit everything that Christ gets. That's why we're all called sons. 
and we will be caught, caught away and we are his bride even though there are men in this room we are his bride as well gender doesn't limit us we are his children health to all their flesh life to those who find them that means you have to search let's keep going verse 23 keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life the fruit of life your heart is where you store things where you remember things what you remember gives joy to your body or brings your body down we might remember bad things in our past and it makes us sick but when we, when we fill the word of God when we get filled with the word of God in our hearts from out of it will spring the issues of life he's talking about storing the word of God in your heart and he says that's an issue of life a fruit of life verse 24 put away from you a deceitful or devious mouth put perverse lips far from you let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you that's you're looking down at your feet verse 26 ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established do not turn to the right or the left remove your foot from evil well if you have to remove your foot from evil it was in evil keep an eye out for what you hear keep an eye out for what you speak be careful what you find as entertainment there's a lot of so-called innocent stuff out there softcore porn that'll put things on your mind and your mind is on the fleshly things and it is death Remember from Romans 8, 6, the carnally minded is death and the spiritually minded is life, Romans 8, 6. We were in there in the last few weeks. Jesus will tell us in the book of Mark and only the book of Mark. I think it's like 424. Be careful what you hear. It's the only time he ever says that. Be careful what you hear. Why? Because it goes into your mind it goes through the eyes it goes into your heart and here where the word of God gives life carnally minded means it's death the only time you could see that about the four gospels there's no cross reference to it I think it's Mark 4.24 be careful what you're listening to let's move on Romans 12, we have time. Romans 12. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Last week we were in 2 Peter, we may end up there. Book of Romans in the New Testament, right after Acts. If you've gone to the epistles, you're too far in. Right after Acts is Romans. One of the most famous verses to come out of Romans. In fact, a lot of scholars divide the book. Chapters 1 through 11 and then 12 through 16. 
1 through 11 teaches them about what the cross did. 12 through 16 says this is how you apply it in your life. Look what it says in Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech or urge you, therefore, therefore, after all these 11 chapters, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable or rational service, verse 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The word acceptable in verse 1 also means well-pleasing. Acceptable to God and pleases Him. That we use our bodies as a living sacrifice. That means you tell the body, no, you're not going to do this. They may have changed the laws and says it's okay, you're still not going to do this. But that you choose, you present your bodies living sacrifice. Holy, that means set apart, different, acceptable or well-pleasing to God, which is your rational or reasonable service, your serving do not be conformed to this world. When he says world, he's talking about a system, a world system of communications, lifestyle, culture, but be transformed. The words be transformed speaks of a continuous process by the renewing of your mind. And what have we seen in Scripture how to renew your mind? Jesus talked about it. That you renew your mind. In the book of John, he says you renew your mind through the word. And how do you do that? Joshua tells us you meditate. And what is meditate? You speak. This Bible is oral. Before it was written, it was spoken. If we had time, we'd look at Deuteronomy 6. Parents, grandparents, gather your children about you and talk of the word. Speak of the word. Have it before you. Put a mezuzah on your, your door. A mezuzah is a little container that has a small scroll that contains the word of God. In Deuteronomy 6, this is how you raise children. And if the children are hearing this in front of you and reading from the scrolls, they're hearing it into their ears and it's like medicine to their bodies too. And if there's a mother there who's holding a baby in her womb, we now know scientifically that babies can hear the voices of their parents if they're arguing, if there's anger, if someone wants to kill the baby before it's born, the baby knows it's not wanted. That's what scientific research is doing today that every cell in our bodies is covered with a skin that acts as an antenna and feels the good vibrations or the bad vibrations of our voices. We're going to stop right here and have communion. 
Be careful what you say to your kids. Turn the TV off. Screen what they see. Watch what they see on the tube, on the tablet, and grab your communion. It could be water and a cracker. Thank you, dear. We are, we are distributing the communion right now. Communion you can have any time you want. It's not on one day a month or even one day a week. You can have it alone. You don't, need, you don't even need a pastor to give it to you or a teacher. You can have communion at home. If you have a donut and coffee, you can have communion with that. One time I didn't have the elements of communion for this class. And we cut up a donut and we used coffee and tea. I kid you not, and water. We had communion. Real, real California style. So, but we're having it in this room with the matzah and the grape juice. We're fortunate to have that. But there's nothing special about that. Jesus says, do this to remember my death. And when we, when we remember his death, we also know we are dead to sin. Romans 6. Oh, you feel like a sinner. But sin has been nailed to the cross. The sin in your life has already been nailed. How do you appropriate this? By thanking him and saying, thank you, Lord, that you've nailed my sin to the cross. And when you nailed it there, you killed it. And sin, the spirit of sin is dead in me. This is how you receive it. Your feelings don't matter. Your feelings will lie to you. Your feelings are the biggest liars in your life. But how do you get away from temptation? If you're addicted to porn or to drugs or alcohol, Lord, I thank you. You've taken my sins and they are nailed to the cross. Let's take the bread and by your stripes we are healed and made whole. And by your stripes all disease is dead. All viruses, all cancer cells are dead in our bodies. We partake and thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now we take the cup. Forgive us, Lord. Cleanse us by your blood. Cleanse us. So that my conscience may pray and know that by the blood of Jesus, all my prayers reach the Holy of Holies. And I thank you for that, Lord. And by the Spirit, my, I pray in the will of God by the Spirit. Fill me again with the Holy Spirit in a time of refreshing. Fill me again as you forgive me and protect me by your blood. In Jesus' name, amen. And as I say every week to you and to us, that, he, that great benediction from number six, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Shalom. Nothing broken, nothing lacking. It is given to you. How do you receive? Thank you, Lord. I receive shalom. I receive your peace. And the name of my Lord is upon me. L-O-R-D, all caps. The name of the Lord. That is the name of the Lord 
that Moses met at the burning bush. That is the name of the Lord where Jesus says, I am. Remember the book of John, I am. He is our great I, I am. And when we pray the name of Jesus, we pray all the names of God. Go with God. Thank you for listening. Thank you for attending here in Downey, California. And we'll be back again next time.